You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Coach, you gave some advice to some reporters up there. Uh, They were asking about (laughs) what would be something good for young reporters to do. Asking honest and fair questions was your advice. So you've made it this far without being asked about Jimbo Fisher. I'm going to do it now, but in a slightly different way. I know you've put it behind you. I know he's put it behind him. That's what's been said. But as you look toward October 8th and what's going to happen when you guys welcome A&M to your place, how do you think some of the events of the offseason will shade what happens in that game? I, I think the game's about the players. You know, Jimbo and I, I mean, I wish you had some of the arguments we had in the staff room. <laughs> I, we worked together. I, I also heard just, on the basketball court as well. On the basketball court too. I, but this wouldn't have to be public. I, but the way I look at it is, you know, when people make comments about Nick Saban, uh, I listen. Uh, I try to learn, I try to make improvements in my own self by self-assessing in terms of what can I do to get better. You know, Miss Terry used to kill me when I first became a head coach about I did a terrible job with the media. 
And I said, you're crazy. I'm, I'm okay. She <laughs> says, you're anxious, you're nervous, you're hurt. She said, that's why they kill you. So I looked at it. She was right. I tried to change, and hopefully I do a little better now than I used to. Uh, very Nick Saban-like answer. Uh, he nailed it. Welcome into the show. Dave Barker show, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Lincoln Anderson as well. Uh, Charlotte Anderson is in the house. So, you know, most of the gang is here. Um, I was I only heard about Laura Rutledge's question and didn't get any of the information about Nick's answer. Um, so that's the first time I've heard that. And as you know, is the case with Nick, he nailed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, clearly he he listens when people are talking about him and um, and he listened uh, intently to Jimbo. And uh, I'm sure uh, Miss Terry uh, was listening too. <laughs> and, um, but uh, yeah, you know, some interesting things have come out of uh, SEC Media Day today. Again, it's Alabama. Uh, there with uh, Bryce Young and, and uh, Will Anderson, among others. But uh, Will Anderson was asked about Jimbo and his comments of calling Nick Saban a narcissist, uh, telling the media that Nick has uh, skeletons in his closet that need to be investigated. And uh, Will Anderson said, hey, a couple of my teammates said something, but for me, I watched it, I've seen it, I don't really get into social media stuff. I don't tweet any of that. When we play Texas A&M, everything will be addressed then. Good grief. Has this guy got it figured out? And if you're Nick Saban, do you look at Will Anderson and say, my word, here's the perfect player. Not only does he address the media, not only does he fire up his team, he's the best athlete in all of college football, in my opinion, and... He's not taking NIL, so you don't have that issue to deal with. Yeah. So uh, I maintain, and I will nominate Will Anderson as the best player and the most coveted player in all of college football right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's the best defensive player. And, uh, look, Alabama has the best offensive player in Bryce Young, best defensive player in Will Anderson. And also Jordan Battle uh, is, is there in Atlanta at SEC Media Days, and uh, when he was asked about Jimbo, he said, quote, there's nothing we can do about it but go out there and play football on the field when we see them. So we can't say much about our reaction, but handle our business on the field when we play them. Man, you can already... Per per like, perfect this, this, player this, part two. Yeah, this, this is a, the build-up to this game is going to be as big as any we've seen in a long, long time. Because of that bizarre, hastily called press conference where Jimbo went off on Nick Saban. And, you know, as much as uh, I'm sure Nick would like to move on from it, Jimbo would like to move on from it, the media won't let them move on from it. Well, we won't let them it, move well, on from it. it's kind of fun, it. to be honest with you. It's, it's uh, you know, good to pick at. It's, it's always good fodder when you don't have anything else to talk about when you're sitting at the bar. But this was already going to be a fantastic game just on the field. And then you add in the fact that they upset Alabama last year. Well, ooh, roll tide. Um, now, uh, then this thing happens in the offseason. Um, where on a scale of 1 to 10, let's say uh, putting up, uh, what was the, 
most recent game of the century. Well, uh, the, Alabama the big, LSU. Alabama LSU and yeah. President Trump was yep. there. Yep. Uh, that had as much hype as any and lived up to it. My man Joe Burrow showed up that day pretty good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is going to be right alongside of it. And also uh, back in 2011, Alabama LSU. At Brian uh, Denny again. At, at Brian Denny again. And uh, this Texas A&M game will have that. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a spanking. I would not be surprised at all. But, like, Texas A&M has lost. Texas A&M has lost a lot of key people, a lot of key players from last year. And, yes, they have had a, a, they've done really good in recruiting the last two years. But I don't know if those players are really ready for prime time yet. And um, how did this start the entire recruiting class? That's that's (laughs) not even possible physically. But um, if all right, I know this is a very very large crystal ball. If it's um, twenty eight three going into the fourth quarter, is Saban softening it? No, he's going to put the hammer down. He will absolutely try and score, not change his offense, not run clock. He will just punish him. Yeah. If that happens, if it were the other way around, I don't have any question that Jimbo wouldn't be getting off the gas. Yeah, and uh, I think this is shaping up to be maybe Nick's best team. I mean, I know there's uh, some question marks on the offensive line, question mark at receiver, uh, question mark in at the uh, cornerback position, but if Eli Ricks comes in and is, is as good as we think he's going to be, that won't be an issue. But um, I mean, just go back. I mean, this is look. Nick Saban has spent the off season analyzing the criticism. I mean, that is just what he just said in that clip we pl- we play we, we played that he takes criticism in a positive way. He asks himself, what can I do better? What can I do better? And look at just his his history. Look at the history here. Uh, 2009, a very, I'm sorry, 2010, a team that had NFL talent all over the place. They lost three games. What happens? 2011, 2012, national championships. All right, in the semifinals of 2014, lose to Ohio State in their third-string quarterback, and Ezekiel Elliott ran for a million yards. That was in 2014. What happened the next year? Alabama won the national championship. 2016, lose to Clemson in the national championship game. What happens the next year? Alabama beats Georgia to win it all in 2017. 2019, didn't make the SEC championship. What happens in 2020? Alabama goes on a perfect run during the COVID season, wins a national championship. I'm getting, there's a pattern here. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> there's a pattern here. And so he has been, un, he, in, in all those previous years when they didn't win the national title, Nick Saban was uncomfortable in the offseason. He's been uncomfortable this offseason. He's been self-evaluating, self-assessing. He's been listening to, to the criticism. He's em- he embraces criticism. Have you ever heard of anybody yeah, embracing but, criticism? You know, he he, um, he. I mean, it, it's, he doesn't I, say I thought, that very often. Of I course, thought, he doesn't get criticized very often. Let's be uh, what, very very but, honest. But what I, I'd never heard anybody say. I always take criticism in a positive way, and then ask themselves, "What can I do better?" Um, because most of us take it as 
uh, a stinging rebuke of what we have done. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I've got but, a four pounder after my ankle. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, Charlotte, the uh, large little dogs in in the studio, Kabapoo. love the, and it loves my feet, and yeah. my toes, and the uh, sharp little. So anyway, it, it took me a little bit off my game, but uh, I think if we. All right, Lincoln, I need your help. I caught a fish here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, but uh, my, my point is that, um, you know, that Nick has, uh, he's heard the criticism, and, and he did. He started, the, he, he picked the fight with Jimbo. He was talking to Birmingham business leaders, and we know the story. Uh, there was an AL.com reporter there and, um, you know, documented what Nick said. Uh, basically saying that uh, Texas A&M bought their recruiting class. And then Jimbo responded the next day. And it's really, you know, these two have a long relationship with one another. And, um, you know, Jimbo, I think, just took it to a, a whole nother level. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And uh, certainly the players at Alabama have paid attention to what Jimbo Fisher said. And it is going to be one of the dominant storylines all the way up to uh, kickoff when, when the Aggies uh, visit Brian Denny in October. Do the Aggies have a quarterback yet? They're still figuring that out. Guess what Alabama has? Best quarterback in the country. Iceman Trophy winner. Uh, by the way, I thought it was very interesting, and another part of this that I was listening to this morning was Will Anderson. And uh, he said, yeah, sure. I can win the Heisman. You know, I, I thought that was very a matter of fact, and I'm paraphrasing very loosely, but you know what? He could. That defense and Dallas Turner on the other edge, oh, my that's, gosh. That's the oh reason why Anderson could win the Heisman yeah. is because of Dallas Turner on the other side because you can't double both of them. That's, that's unbelievable. Um, Saban did have a little bit of criticism. Uh, wants his corners to step up. Guess what that's intended to do? Get his corners to step up. Uh, I mean, he does that with a with a purpose. And that's just all about um, the legend, uh, the GOAT. Uh, other notes on SEC media days, what some of the coaches are trying to do to Nick. He, he believes they are. He has proof or he wouldn't have said it. That's coming up on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 73. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high, 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Well, I, 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 I don't like to compare players, but um, 
to have two players that make such a significant impact on our team as those two guys, uh, I don't recall ever having a circumstance like that. We've had some great impact players, but um, never one on this on offense, one on defense of you know the caliber that these guys have been able to play uh, on a consistent basis. But I think probably bigger than that is the impact that they have on the players around them. Uh, these guys set a great example. Um, they're uh, players that other people on our team can emulate in a positive way because of the example that they set. Um, these guys are very serving to their teammates in terms of you know, they really do care about helping other people for their benefit. Um, so these guys have not only been great players, they've contributed from a leadership standpoint uh, probably as significantly as uh, any leaders that we've had. Uh, and we've had some really good leaders in our program and our organization. So um, really excited about having these guys on our team. You couldn't ask for two better people um, to, um, you know, I've always said that when the best players on your team are really good people with great attitude and great mindset, um, it's really helpful to develop in the kind of team chemistry that you need to um, have a successful team. Lars, how much easier does that make or bank uh, the job as a head coach and the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator? My my answer would be enormous. Yeah, when your best player is your hardest worker, uh, great things happen. And, um, you know, uh, Coach Saban was also on Get Up uh, this morning, and he was talking about, uh, with Mike Greenberg, um, just how Bryce, uh, he was asked, uh, you know, what can Bryce do to improve? And, you know, what, what Nick said is that, uh, you know, that there may be a few times where he needed to get his reads right and get the ball in the right place, but... But really, he said, we need to get better around him. You know, I mean, he, he essentially said that there's really not much more Bryce Young can do. And, and he's right. I mean, Bryce Young just was terrific. Uh, he struggled in uh, the Iron Bowl for the first three and a half quarters. But when it mattered most, he made great throws and, and led Alabama on that uh, remarkable comeback. And, um, I mean, you just look at the, the raw numbers from last year. Uh, 4,800 yards, uh, 47 touchdowns. Both of those are single-season records for an Alabama quarterback. Completed 66.9% of his passes. Um, he completed and attempted more passes than any other player in Alabama history. Ranked second nationally in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Um, and just, uh, you know, you couldn't ask for much more. And um, it, it's really been fascinating, you know, to have a front row seat to see the transformation of the Alabama offense, right, from ground and pound to now the last three quarterbacks at Alabama are all starting in the NFL. You know, you have Jalen at, at Philadelphia, Tua at Miami, and, and Mac Jones at New England. And uh, next year, there'll be a fourth Alabama quarterback starting in the NFL. Uh, I, I think Bryce Young right now is hands down uh, going to be number one pick. I mean, it's either Bryce. It, it depends on the team that is picking number one, but it's probably between Bryce Young and Will Anderson. The only other time I can remember 
<clears throat> and believe it or not, I wasn't around covering these games and these quarterbacks, but it was an era that I read about. Alabama was really, really quarterback rich was in the early 60s, actually the 60s when they had Steve Sloan, then they had Namath, and they had Stabler, and then later they had Scott Hunter. But never, ever has it been like this. And never, ever has it been like this at wide receiver. Now, Alabama has had a, do you say plethora or plethora? <laughs> plethora. Okay, me too. Um, uh, they've had really full running back rooms before, especially oh, yeah. when Alabama run, ran the wishbone. And they've had dominating offensive lines. But the way he has grown in the last, what, eight years, would you say? Uh, was Lane Kiffin after the Ohio, Ohio State loss? Yeah, so it would be 2014, just, 2015. They and change, for coaches, change the offense to not only change but embrace it and then excel at it. That's big because, as you know, being around this business, coaches can be really, really hard headed. And speaking of coaches, uh, Saban was asked about, of course, he's getting this every year. What what about retirement? He said, I wish you would, you guys would ask the other coaches here about my retirement because they keep telling all these recruits that I am. Yeah, uh, th I think that's the one thing that he was annoyed by, uh, or they seemed annoyed by uh, at, at when he was doing the rounds this morning, was uh, other coaches using his age against him, ageism. I mean, Nick Saban, he's, look, he's 70 years old, and uh, there's no question that rival coaches and, and recruiters uh, have mentioned his retirement as a possibility. And, you know, that's gotten back to Nick, and it doesn't sit well with him. Um, and, you know, when he was directly asked about it, he said, I love my job. I love the relationships with the players. I love the competition. I love the preparation for the games. I just love it. And then the end of the quote, I wish you all would ask the other coaches that come up here because they tell all the recruits I'm going to retire. And, uh, you know, he has... Let me put it this way. His internal furnace is still at full blast. It no is doubt. not slowed no down. And as long as he is healthy, and there's no reason to think that he won't be healthy for the foreseeable future, he's going to keep coaching. I mean, he also, you know, he, he talked about he likes to be a leader. When he's at home with Miss Terry, he's not the leader. Miss Terry's the leader. And he jokes about it, right? Like he's he's he has to take out the garbage, and I, I think he said he polished the refrigerator. Wow! And that's not what he wants to do. He needs to sort of be in charge. Not what I want to do either. That's who. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, that's that, that's who he is. That's his DNA. His genetic code. His genetic makeup is to be a leader of young men. A leader of an organization. And it, it it is you know, it's the it's the air that he breathes, is lead lead lead, and so I, I I'm more convinced than ever that he will go seventy four seventy five seventy six if if his health main is uh, stays as good as it is now, and he also has the best medical staff in the world looking after him right. I mean, you know, uh, when Bruce Arians came out of retirement, I remember uh, I was talking to his wife, Chris, and she said a big reason why I let him come out was because the Tampa medical staff was going to, he was going to have the best medical care in the world 
every day. He was going to have a physical therapist working with him every single day. And he was going to have uh, um, like shrinks around him every single day. And he sports, needs sports, sports psychologist. Hey, we all do. Uh, but what, what the point is that Bruce came back a large re- in large part because of the medical attention he would receive day in and day out. So uh, as it applies to Nick Saban, look, I, I think he it can go for a long, long time. I don't think it's uh, even a question in my mind that he'll be there in five more years. I do think there one thing. I'll tell you what, when we get back to this break, there there is one thing that I think might have him think about retiring earlier than we think. I'll share that with you on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show with Matt and Lars. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm the leader of an organization, but I'm not the leader when I'm on vacation. So uh, when I get the list to take the garbage out, you know, run the sweeper. Pledge the refrigerator. Um, it's always, after a certain period of time, uh, refreshing to be able to go back to work so that I can be the leader of an organization. Well, there you, there you have it, Lars. In other words, I got to go polish the refrigerator. <laughs> Don't you think that's true in a lot of marriages? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. But, uh, yes, I do. I do. You uh, know, I, I think in the best relationships, uh, roles become defined and responsibilities are equally divided. Like, you know for a fact that Karen's going to take care of certain things. She knows that you're going to take care of certain things, and you have a, a, a true partnership, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's what I've read. <laughs> it's really hope not it, it's hope really I wrote not, it correctly. It's really not funny. No. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, Nick Saban, he, he's the type of guy... And, you know, I've, I've I've written countless stories on him and two books, and he he's just uh, he's it's fascinating in in so many ways. Um, but he's the type of person who just uh, like he gets anxious when he's on vacation. I don't know if he really can relax. I mean, I know he he maybe when he's at the lake and he's out on the boat uh, listening to the Eagles. Right, that may be the one time where he can really just sort of revel in the moment. But other than that, 
I think uh, he he's not one to uh, uh, sit idly by. And knowing how calculated he is in his planning, and I mean he eats the same thing for breakfast and lunch every day. Um, he's not the kind of guy that's going to go. Oh, um, I think I'll take two more days. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, he is so regimented that he has a time. The plane's going to pick him up. The car's going to pick him, whatever. And he's gone. And like most of us who get back after a vacation and go, wow, wish I had another day or two. Uh, You're right. I don't think Nick Saban does that. Here's one thing. And it, it came out in his frustration and his talk about Jimbo Fisher. And you could tell it's frustrating him. NIL is frustrating him. I don't know that the portal is because he's using it perfectly. Imagine that. But do you think, Lars, that the NIL could force him to an earlier retirement? No. Even if he drops behind, he can't get the money because that's the reason he was speaking to the Birmingham business leaders, and I'm pleading for money is pretty much what he was doing, correct? Yes. So what if he doesn't get the money? He'll get the money. And the Ohio State Buckeyes are spending $14 million a year. He'll figure out a way to get the money. Will and, he use his own? And uh, No, I don't think he'll need to do that. There's enough money in this state uh, and enough uh, big-time uh, donors. But uh, he did sort of reveal, he made news, and this is very rare for Nick Saban to make news, uh, at uh, SEC Media Days, but he revealed for the first time how much money uh, that Alabama players brought in from NIL in the first year after the laws and the and the rules changed, and it was three million. And uh, I'm guessing that uh, most of that was at, at Bryce Young, um, and uh, you know, but but that this is just the the uh, a, a crack in the dam. <laughs> right and once the dam bursts there's so and it probably already has there's going to be a lot more money coming in coming in um and and coach Saban had said previously that um that 25 of his players uh had, had been paid uh, or made money on name image and likeness and the thing is like I, and and I think every coach would agree name image and like, likeness was supposed to benefit players for their achievements on the field in college football. Random. And it has nothing to do with recruiting inducements. Nothing. No. But but it's been corrupted. It's been twisted. And it it and it, it, it it took it was a New York minute <laughs> that it that it, it became that way. And now you have boosters involved and and everything that college football was against has now been completely now, it's now per- perfectly okay to do it. Head. Yeah. I mean, it w- we used to battle against this stuff. I say we, but the NCAA and schools and conferences used to battle against boosters getting involved. Now they are involved, but there is a general consensus that that ought to stop. I don't know how you stop it. And and and, and Nick said, you know that. Um, Look, he, he, he said that, uh, you know, he has concerns with how the NIL rules have impacted recruiting and competitive balance and and uh, protecting players from the uh, inevitable issues when outside interests uh, enter into uh, everything. But he said, you know, look, we are the haves and we're going to be the haves. But not everybody in college football 
is going to be able to do the things that Alabama can do, namely raising money for the collectives and how that money is distributed to the players. He went on to say, in reference to expansion and conferences and all that, that he could see it, and he was a little... He said, I don't want to pull out my crystal ball. That's, I'm, I'm not into that part of it. But then he went on to say that you know, there could be two 20-team 20 20, uh, leagues. Yeah. Um, and, and then that's also a part of his have and have-nots. A- absolutely. And because he, I mean, he genuinely loves the game and, and loves the culture of college football. He's, after he said that, and I'm paraphrasing, I think you might be actually looking at the transcription of, of the quote, he said, but, man, where's it going to leave those other teams? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm and, concerned and people, about people, that. What's going to happen to UAB? Right. And and you know how much I have. I have a lot of affection for that program. I did their games for many years. And I, I would hate them. Uh, I would hate it if they just got squashed to the bottom. Um, but these guys have got to figure out a way to do it. And I don't know if they're going to reach that conclusion and, and, in Atlanta this week. And look at what uh, Alabama has done with the transfer portal. Just this year alone, four high-level transfers, four guys who are going to make huge impact on this team. Jermaine Burton, wide receiver from Florida. Eli Ricks. Georgia. Or, excuse me, Georgia. Uh, and by the way, uh, Jermaine Burton and Bryce Young are both from California, and they knew each other from their prep days. And apparently, from what I'm hearing, they've already developed this amazing chemistry with one another. Two California kids at Alabama. How did you ever imagine? Oh, you never thought of that. <laughs> uh, even like ten years right. ago. Right, but 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 the transfer portal. Just look at the yeah these the guys who are going to have an impact. Jermaine Burton, Eli Ricks, again, who uh, NFL scouts that I've talked to, potentially a top ten pick. Jameer Gibbs. A lot of people are saying he's going to be an All SEC running back. And then Tyler Steen uh, from Vandy uh, on, the, on the offensive line. Where are you going to put him? But um, these guys were some of the best players on their former teams. And what do they want to do? They want to win a national title, so they go to Alabama. And, and Nick Saban warned of this. He's, uh, you know, the, 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 the transfer portal uh, is going to widen the gulf between the sort of the upper echelon and the middle class, the upper class and the middle class of college football. And it has. And it happened last year, too. Does Alabama make it to the national championship? Without Jameson Williams. Without Jameson Williams? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Look what they did without him and Mechie against a team that had more talent. I mean, if they, near, look, if they had if they had Jameson and Mechie. Or I think if they just had one of them there in the second half, they might have. Yeah. Found a way to win it. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I, but <clears throat> again, I, I think we're – he's he's issuing a warning that there's going to be, uh, again, a uh, 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 just a, a greater disparity between the big programs and the middle-of-the-road programs. And uh, is this healthy for the sport? No. It's, it's not. It's it's you know it's healthy for the competitive teams like Ohio State, USC, and Alabama. But uh, like I say, my 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 concerns for teams like Troy, um, Jacksonville State to a certain extent, even though they're just a notch below, but they're they're moving. And um, UAB 
Southern Miss. I've always liked Southern Miss. What the heck's going to happen to them? But if they have a special player, say a player that somehow like slipped through the cracks yeah. of recruiting, and he becomes a dominant player at Southern Miss, and he puts his name in the portal because he wants to go to Alabama or Ohio State, he's gone. And then somebody so they're, they're on bet, the other end of the, the portal bet, yeah. says, hey, by the way, if you're coming here, it's a quarter million dollars or an endorsement or NIL or whatever they can do. Yeah, so they just sort of compound one another. I, yeah, call me a fuddy-duddy, but I definitely do not like the direction college football is heading. Um, I don't either, but I heard somebody say like a year ago when we were actually kind of dealing with the same topics again. So one thing I'm going to try and focus on is that Saturday morning I'm still going to get up. I'm going to fix my eggs and bacon. I'm going to have my coffee. I'm going to sit down or I'm going to get my car and, and drive to a stadium. And when they blow the whistle... There's still going to be college football. Yeah, and how they got to that point and that whistle uh, may not be the best way. No, it's not going to be the best way. But still, Lars, you'll have that. Yeah. The million-dollar band will still march onto the field. All right. There you have that. Did you say Brando's coming up? Tim Brando at 115. A beautiful thing. Back in a minute. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 73. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high, 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Well, the first question is the keys to NIL and how do you do well at that? You have really good boosters. That's how you do well at it. So um, I'll say what other people don't say, as you know. So it's like a payroll, you know, in baseball. What teams win over a long period of time? Teams that have high payrolls and can pay players a lot. So um, we're in a situation not any different than that, which is what I'm not saying I didn't, I'm sure other people said it. I said it day one, you legalize cheating. And so get ready for the people that have the most money to get the best players. And now you have it. So it is what it is. And as far as a general manager to manage that, we aren't allowed in the current system to manage what they make. So, um, so there isn't, well, we're not there yet. And I don't know that we ever will be. That's just what I said it should be because that's what any other you know, professional sports, which is what we are now, does. Back on the Jay Barker Show, it's Matt and Lars. Jay's taking some time at the beach. Um, you know, Kiffin's really very bright and cheery guy. He sounded rather gloomy right there. Well, he's also a truth teller. Yeah. I, love, I love Lane Kiffin. I do, too. I absolutely I mean, love Lane Kiffin. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's legalized cheating. That's what it is. 
and what he wants makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, an NFL-style system for NIL, name, image, and likeness, in which uh, you'd have a head coach or general manager would have the ability to uh, facilitate funds from collectives and donors, and then every program would be held to a salary cap, and it would be monitored by a third party. Makes sense, because, I mean, what he just said was, College football is no longer an amateur sport. It's a professional sport because kids are getting paid. And and uh, and so in every other professional sport, there's a limit as to how much money you can spend to try to do what? Level the playing field. Make sure everybody uh, has a, a, a fighting chance. Um, but there, th- that doesn't exist in college football. And, you know, like Lane... Uh, it's so funny. I remember back in February, remember he joked at Texas A&M after they signed their top class that they were going to quote, incur a luxury tax and how much yeah. money they paid for their signing class. And, um, which happens at the professional level. Yeah. And then, you know, he expanded on those con- uh, Lane did expand those uh, comments, uh, uh, yesterday to saying that NIL is the most important thing in a kid's decision-making process. It's their salary and, Look, uh, you and I and 99% of the people who are in the workforce, we are going to work for whoever pays us the most money. Because when you're paid the most money, you feel like you're valued more. Right. And so that is reason number one, two, three, four, five, a kid is going to go to a particular school. And, um, I mean, I don't know. We can just... uh, shout from the mountaintop about this all day long and nothing's going to change but uh, certainly there will be a reckoning at some point i don't know when that will be uh but uh it's just uh it's out of control right now i'm gonna back up just to the last segment saban said three million in nil this past season that seemed incredibly low to me. Very to be low. very honest. Yeah. Um, so uh, if there's going to be a ceiling, I'm pretty sure for schools like Alabama, that's going to be the basement. Um, I would imagine that would triple this year, if not more. At least. I mean, you know, well, we've talked about Ryan Day came out and said it's going to cost $14 million to pay our top 26 players if we want to be competitive. And, um, and you know. That Alabama a, that, got by with three. That averages out. I mean, I think moving forward, uh, that yeah. averages out to five hundred fifty thousand per player. Um, but uh, I, you know, I, I was also thinking, uh, Matt. I wanted to ask you this about Lane. Do you believe that he has finally found a home at Ole Miss where he is going to stay for the long term? Because his whole career, he's just been bouncing around, you know, Tennessee, USC, uh, then to Alabama. Um, and then stint and, down in South Florida, too, right? Yes. Uh, I don't think he stayed anywhere longer than four years. And interestingly, you know, uh, Lane grew up in my hometown, Lincoln, Nebraska, because his dad, Monty, was the defensive coordinator for the Cornhuskers. And... I think he enjoys the, the the I think he enjoys living in Oxford because Oxford is is somewhat similar to Lincoln and um I, I think 
that he, perhaps this is what he really likes. Although he did make the comment <laughs> in Tuscaloosa, he felt like he aged in dog years. <laughs> but I think that had to do with uh, working on the Alabama staff and, oh, and, yeah. the, and the demands of it. But um, so the question is, do you, do you think is, is he at Ole Miss for the long haul? Unless Alabama calls. Because I think he'd go back to Tuscaloosa in a heartbeat if you, he were the head coach. You, you think he'd you think he would take the job if uh, offered to follow Nick Saban? Yeah. Boy, that would be hard. Oh, I am. <laughs> Who's gonna, but but he's got uh, uh, enough ego and I think enough football in him to go and make it work. But uh, it is well documented that coaches that follow unbelievable legends, like Ray Perkins was successful, but it was really kind of a bust in the long run. Dean yeah. Bartow, God bless him and God rest his soul. He followed maybe the toughest legend of all time. And he went to the Final Four. Still didn't work. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy who follows the legend. You want to be the guy who follows the guy who follows the legend. Well, and in that case, it didn't work at Alabama. Worked the, the guy that followed the guy that followed the guy. That's right. <laughs> Dean Stallings. And follow the yellow road. Oh, that's going to wrap it up. Tim Brando will be with us on the other side of the top of the hour. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, Matt Coulter, and Lars Anders. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? You can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Yeah, um, Coach Sark has been, he was really instrumental in me going to Alabama. He was my, uh, he's who recruited me there, um, a big reason why I, I, I started looking at Alabama. So, um, you know, I have nothing but love for Coach Sark. And the, the year that I was there and being coached by him, I learned a, a lot. Um, I was able to grow and learn a lot underneath him. So, um, again, right now it's it's just about about start camp. So it's just, you know, competing with ourselves day in and day out. And then we take everything week by week when the season starts. But um, with that being said, I definitely have a lot of love for Sark. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. And, um, yeah, again, for us, it's week by week. But, you know, I have a lot of love for Sark. There you have it, Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young talking about the coach that he's going to face in week two of the college football season, which is, what, 40 days away? Oh, my. It's coming. It's, uh, yeah, and, and SEC media 40, days, 40, 46. 46. Thank you, Joe. Um, and the SEC media days always punctuate that. And, uh, you know, they'll hit the field now. We'll start hearing some of the young players that are making, uh, making an impact. Uh, how the portal guys are making an impact, which I imagine at Alabama is going to be huge, but probably at a lot of other schools too. I mean, look at South Carolina. I mean, what's their quarterback going to do? Spencer Rattler. Spencer I mean, Rattler. What he a, was our pick for the Heisman. I, I tell you, South Carolina is going to be a team to be reckoned with. And I think, you know, I think the world is Shane Beamer. And, and he just did, had this amazing video come out, and I, I tweeted about it. But, uh, you know, I've gotten to know Shane really well over the years. And, um, you know, he's just, he's a player's coach. The players love him. And he can relate in a way that few coaches can and uh, to, to players. And I, that's, his relationship with Spencer going back to Oklahoma is the reason why Rattler is at South Carolina. And now Rattler has something to prove. And it'll be really <clears throat> interesting just to to see uh, when South Carolina has their turn at, at the podium. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Bryce Young. So this year he has a chance to do what eight other Heisman quarterbacks were unable to do, which is repeat win a second Heisman Trophy. As we all know, uh, Archie Griffin remains the only player to win two, and he did so in '74 and '75. Uh, eight quarterbacks and one running back. Uh, that was Mark Ingram of of the Crimson Tide. They have won a Heisman and then returned to college football, but no one has repeated as a Heisman winner. And um, you know, I, I think right now uh, the the betting favorite for the twenty twenty two Heisman is uh, C J. Stroud, the quarterback at Ohio State. 
Um, I think it because Ohio State, again, just loaded with wide receivers. Loaded. I know that Alabama is basically going to be the unanimous preseason number one, but Ohio State has got to be real close. I would say Ohio State. I would State, think so, the number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least. How can it be um, anything but that? Oh. But I think right now the reason that Stroud is the favorite is not because of Bryce Young himself, but it's the uh, question marks on the offensive line and, as we've mentioned, the wide receivers. Oh. But, but can yeah. he do it? I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think he can. Well, it's depends. possible. Uh, like we talked about those, those two big deals uh, that Alabama is somewhat suspect: offensive line and and wide receiver. If they step up, I think he'll win another one. And I think it's important to note that two of the most highly anticipated and highly watched games this season involve Alabama. Number one is in week two. Uh, Texas. visiting Texas, right? And and we just heard Bryce say that one of the big reasons why he's at Alabama is is because of Steve Sarkeesian, now the head coach at Texas. And then October 8th, there's going to be the blood feud with Texas A&M and Brian Denny. And if he performs really well in both of those games, he's uh, in, again, a lot of eyeballs are going to be on him in those games, uh, then he's got he's got a real chance. And I know that he doesn't, uh, he, you know, Bryce Young. He's so, he's so soft spoken, and uh, I think he's just kind of what you want in a in a quarterback. He just see, he's calm, never seems distressed, and um, you know he's been. Uh, and, and Coach Saban talked about how uh, he's you know been the leader in the spring and in the summer workouts and. Um, hard worker you know he's not going to rest on his laurels of winning the heisman um and again everything i'm hearing from tuscal out of tuscaloosa is that the workouts have gone really really well really well like better than last year it's because that, that, that look alabama's got their chip on their shoulder they're pissed yeah and uh, <laughs> i won. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's that simple yeah and they won every game but two and we're in the national championship game and in that game and yeah, that they're, and and you know what, uh, Saban's aggravated, and that that is passed down the ladder. Yes. And uh, the managers running around on the field, they're aggravated too. I just it, it just amazes me that Jimbo Fisher did what he did. It's like Even, why, why, Lars, do, why do get you get over why, it, will why, you? Why do you come after him? Because it's not. I'm just I, 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 no, oh no! I, I love I, talking I, about I, it. I, I know, uh, but it's just like it, it. Not only did he, if you come after Coach Saban, all you're doing is motivating his players, free, and him, free motivation. Yeah, <laughs> and free gas. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. Free gas to uh, you know power you through the off season, through the drudgery, through the heat, through the pain. And, um, look, I'm normally, like, 99% of the time, I just think that uh, bulletin board material is kind of just hogwash. doesn't matter. This is different because this was personal. This was vindictive. This cut to the core of who Nick Saban is. This was saying Nick Saban should have been hit more as a child. No, he said he's a cheater. He said he's a cheater. So he's got skeletons in his closet. I mean... So you think that's boiling deep inside? I think and I think that, I think, that I think, gas uh, is going to his furnace. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, and I, but also I think that it has been on the mind of the players because you know what? You don't necessarily think of Nick Saban as a like a, a touchy feely kind of coach, but he is a father figure. He is a paternal figure to these kids, to these young men. And what happens when you try to somehow uh, damage or hurt or impugn the reputation of your father? You are going to get angry. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I again, we'll, we'll see what transpires. We only have about uh, three months to talk about it. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I just, it just amazes me. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if if uh, Jimbo uh, walks back his comments a little bit at Media Days. Uh, and, no, and Texas A and M they're the oh, last they're the last at uh, Media Days they're the last team to go, the last team to uh, to uh, appear in Atlanta, and uh, he is going to be asked directly. Because so I'll tell you what, this is funny. The first question that Lane Kiffin got when he's on the podium was about Alabama. Yeah. And and Lane laughed it off. He's like, yeah, you know, I was talking to Kirby Smart, and we joked that. that most of the questions <laughs> they get, even as head coaches at other institutions, are about Alabama. But it, then they bring them up. Yeah. but and, and also, uh, it was our friend Michael Costagrande uh, from AL.com who asked the question to Lane, and it was a perfectly legit question. Uh, but, uh, you know, AL.com has got uh, probably more reporters there than any other media outlet. And uh, and so, yeah, that, it, and you know what? And this is their chance. This is their chance to get Jimbo. Like Texas laid off? Yeah. Of Jimbo oh, oh, are you kidding me? Austin? <laughs> no, I mean, he, he, got soft, he got softball after softball. Uh -oh. He I don't think AL.com would have done that given the circumstances no, reversed. No. I no, really don't. No, 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 no. Uh, AL.com reporters are not homers. They are definitely not homers. Those dudes who were covering uh, the Texas A&M press conference when uh, Jimbo made all those allegations, not one of them asked, what are you really talking about? What do you Do you, you have any proof? Do you have I think any that's proof? that's the one. You're saying that we should investigate... Well, how, what do, what should we investigate? Give us some uh, some crumbs to follow. Do you really think Nick Saban should have been hit more as a child? Why do you think Nick Saban Why is a do narcissist? You think that? Yeah. Why do you think he should have been hit more as a child? And by the way, uh, what was your upbringing? Did you get pounded a lot? I don't... I mean, but none of those questions were asked. And he has not been held to account. You know what's going to happen he Thursday, will. right? He'll be asked those questions, but he will consistently say, I addressed this issue moving. in Destin. We're moving on. And then he's going to play the, the Billy Joel version of moving on. And then he's going to repeatedly say, I've addressed that. I've addressed that. And eventually the media will wear out. That, that is my prediction. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But, um, again, he made some substantial allegations. Oh, did he ever? I mean, and, and and his delivery, by the way, was he kind of spittle coming out yeah. at the same time? He was he angry. Was one, yes, he was I one mean, angry. The, uh, I don't know who the SID is at Texas A&M. I used to, but um, 
the 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 sports information director should have calmed him down and not did, allowed did him. He tried to do that in the TV interview. I think he did. And the guy dressed and and Jimbo dressed him down. I think you're right. Yeah, I retract my statement. Uh, no, I, <laughs> yeah, that, I think that, that you, wasn't you're right. that wasn't mine. But I, I know that there are times, and I have witnessed this, where coaches and, and this you have too. Coaches have put their SID, their football SIDs, in very uncomfortable situations. Yeah, and that certainly would have to be one of the tops ever. All right, yeah. now, your man. Tell, tell me who's coming up. Tim Brando coming up. We're going to talk all things college football with Tim Brando on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 73. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high, 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on the Jay Barker Show with Lars and Matt. Jay's taking some family time at the beach. And I guess it's going to happen. He's so gracious with his time. He's with us every week. But I guess eventually we're going to run out of electric light orchestra song. And then we'll just put it on a loop and start back at the beginning. How you doing, Timmy? I'm great, Matt. Good to be with both you and Lars. Uh, actually, had a great time down there with the All Sports Club and... Uh, Fort Walton Beach. Those are the people that help underwrite the Werfel Trophy and uh, the Werfel Award, which I'm uh, very proud to be on the board of. And uh, I try to get down there every year to play in it. And uh, went over to Emerald Bay. I think that's a, a, a property owned by Mr. Mark Osborne of Birmingham fame. And um, always enjoy playing it. And then uh, swinging through Ridgeland, Mississippi to see my uh, my oldest and my youngest grandbabies. So I'll get I'll get back to the chateau sometime tonight. I hope you guys are well. <laughs> yeah, we're doing great, Tim. Thanks again for joining us. Um, SEC Media Day is going on. Obviously, that's dominating the the conversation today. And uh, Alabama is uh, in in Atlanta. Um, Nick Saban's been asked about Jimbo Fisher, and <laughs> you know we've we've talked about this a little bit, but from your perspective. From and let's just say from a national perspective, who has ended up looking the worst in 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 this uh, uh, Nick Saban v Jimbo Fisher? Well, I, I really don't think nationally it's really a story anymore. Honestly, uh, I, I think it's gone away, Lars. I mean, it still percolates obviously in College Station and in and around Tuscaloosa, maybe in Birmingham too. It'll get big again as we get closer to October the eighth. I think. You know, the sound bites from, you know, the tumultuous week that was <laughs> will no doubt come up. It's interesting. I was uh, I was on my vacation uh, in um, 
in Orange Beach when that happened. I remember it, it really interrupted my uh, my uh, my watching of the. I want to say that was the PGA Championship. Yeah, it really got in the way of the PGA Championship for me. Now that I recall. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I, I think really the one that looks the best in all of this nationally, if you would just want to take a view from 30,000 feet and put a gun to my head, uh, is Deion Sanders. I, I've, I've said that from the, the jump, and I'll say it again. And it was really because um, Nick decided to throw him into the mix, not understanding uh, maybe the ramifications of it. And then Sanders was forced to respond, and I thought, uh, he did in a wonderful way. Um, you know, I thought today, I, and I complimented uh, Laura on, on Twitter, because I, I woke up here uh, this morning, played with the baby, uh, our, our youngest is 17 months, and uh, and the oldest went off to um, a little summer thing that she does. Uh, that's um, She's five. So she was going to be gone for a while, and we watched... Uh, a little bit of, uh, of SEC media days, which has really turned into more of a television show than anything else. And, and they do a great job with it. Compliments to everyone involved, uh, with the SEC network on it. <laughs> Laura Rutledge framed the question beautifully. And, and you could tell they waited until the very end to get it in. And, uh, and she framed it in such a manner that he had to respond. And he did in a, in a wonderful way with a smile on his face talking about, hey, you know, look, October the 8th is about the players. And, you know, the players have got to play. But as far as, you know, Jimbo and me, I mean, hey, you should have been in on some of those meetings that we had when we were coaching together. And, 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 and that was pretty much it, you know, and it was a good response. It's something, by the way, that has been covered uh, because uh, a lot of old LSU players have discussed it. Uh, in published reports about the the rancor that existed from time to time between uh, Nick and and Jimbo when when Jimbo was on the staff as his offensive coordinator in that period between 01 and, and 03 when they when they won the national championship so I, I think it's a dead issue uh, nationally I do it, but 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 it will creep back into the news clearly the week of that game Tim I read earlier today that the hottest, and I'm certainly not advocating throwing your money on games, but the hottest bet in college football in Vegas right now is USC. Do you see that? I mean, not not from a betting standpoint, but do you see a drastic change in the Trojans program this year? Yeah, I do. I, I think the personnel and the, uh, the and, and the impact, the influence that um, – that Lincoln will have from an offensive standpoint is going to make them a major, major story. Uh, the, the, um, the losses at some of the other places are pretty significant within the PAC 12. Uh, I don't see USC as sort of a Texas story, Matt, uh, you know, the, they, you know, every year they pronounce their back and they're really not back. I think USC will return to prominence fairly quickly, largely because of the personnel that they've accrued, and because of the really significant losses that have taken place at other uh, schools in 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 the Pac-12, and and they are significant. Um, that being said, it's not like they're going to be a runaway freight train. I just think, you know, I had them at the very end of the year when they were throwing Jackson Dart out there at at Cal 
and had about half a roster ready to go. I mean, their roster was a little bit like LSU's in the bowl game. I mean, it was bad. Um, so they will have a significant turnaround, but I don't know that that means it's a championship caliber uh, turnaround. I got a better bet for you. If you want to go to Vegas right now or just to make a legitimate bet, bet on Kansas getting more than one and a half wins. Take the over. I think that coach is really good. Uh, Lance Leipold is a hell of a coach, and I think they're going to beat more than just Texas this year. <laughs> that's that's my hot <laughs> pick of the year. I mean, the, the over-under on total wins for KU is, is one and a half. I, I think he might get four victories this season. <laughs> I am calling my bookie right now. One eight hundred. Timmy win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim uh, LSU uh, went through the gauntlet yesterday in Atlanta for SEC Media Days. Um, what's your assessment? You you know the program as well as anyone. Uh, you live in uh, Louisiana. Uh, your assessment of, of of Brian Kelly and where the state of the program is right now. I'd be interested in your reflections. What did you think, real quick? What did you think, Lars? I, I think Brian Kelly is going to win a national championship at LSU, and uh, yeah, you know we get distracted. Yeah. We we get distracted by this affected Southern accent and the dancing. Uh-huh. And but right. you 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 look you actually look at what has happened and how he has uh, one kept guys from leaving and two yeah. uh, brought in some real talent through the transfer portal and and done and did a pretty good job in recruiting. I think Brian Kelly is the perfect coach there, and I, I, like I. I go back to uh, when he uh, was at Grand Valley State, and that, that, that I did a story on him for Sports Illustrated, and I've been mm-hmm. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Yeah, you know, um, the, again, one one of those things that we get caught up in sometimes is um, everyone sort of lives in the moment. Fans live in the moment. I, I was a little um, a little surprised yesterday that he had to absorb so many questions about Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, I realize Notre Dame is is the you know biggest brand uh, in the sports history, um, but but my goodness, um, how about you know what he has going now and the transformation process that's going on? I thought he handled those questions beautifully. He didn't belittle uh, Notre Dame at all, but at the same time, he made sure people understood that his focus was his own team right now. And he did not uh, undermine uh, anyone that was asking those questions, you know. And he could have very easily been annoyed by it. I, I would even tell you that had Nick Saban been in that situation, and and uh, someone in his first SEC media days asked that many questions about his last job uh, in the conference versus the one he has, it probably would have gotten under his skin, and you would have noticed it. Brian was smooth and eloquent through all of it, which I think tells you something about the guy. And he's won everywhere. There's no doubt in his mind that not only at Grand Valley where he won a couple of titles, but also at Cincinnati where he got to 11-0 and uh, with a team that had six quarterbacks that year uh, and, and, and brought Notre Dame back to relevance. Uh, he did. I mean, there's absolutely no denying that he brought Notre Dame back to relevance. But people get caught up on... Well, his resume is missing a national championship. Uh, yeah, uh, it is. But I think this is where you get it. And uh, I, I did uh, I did mention that yesterday. I thought his um, 
I thought his performance was an A plus plus, and I thought uh, it, it certainly sent a message that they have direction now uh, and structure that they had not had, even with the team that arguably was the best team uh, that maybe LSU's ever had in 2019. That team did it with with not smoke and mirrors, but with enormous talent and a uh, transformational quarterback. Uh, and great receivers to go with it. Maybe the, one of the greatest rosters ever built, uh, and you could compare that to the one that uh, Alabama had the following year um, as, as maybe two of the greatest teams we've ever seen. But uh, bottom line, he's going to win a national championship, and I think it'll happen within five years. I do, because he has not had the time, obviously, to work the recruiting trail to rid, for instance, North Louisiana of Saban's influence in coming in and getting players out of the Ruston area, the Monroe area. Uh, you know, Nick closed off everything when he got uh, to LSU in 2000. And by the 2001 season, when they won the SEC championship, surprisingly, by beating Tennessee, a team that everyone thought would, would play for the national championship that year, uh, you know, Nick had really done the job within two recruiting seasons of putting a fence around the state. I think I think he'll do the same thing. I think Brian can do that. And uh, from a personnel standpoint, he's got a team right now, fellas, I think that could win as many as 10 games. Uh, they're the trump card team in the, in the league. Uh, the focus everywhere is on Alabama, A&M, and Georgia. And I think that's going to really play into LSU's hands this year. So uh, he may have a tougher time in year two than he has in year one because, uh, you know, he, he really has, as you said, used the portal beautifully and has a lot of returning talent on offense. they got to get better up front. Uh, but beyond that, I think they're going to be in great shape. And to this point, uh, other than Nick, who was really good today, I mean, Saban was at his finest, I thought, today. Uh, the, the star so far in my mind has been Brian Kelly's performance, especially meeting and greeting with the SEC for the first time. Tim Brand is our guest here on the the Jay Barker Show. First question is kind of out there for you and Lars, and, and it's not fair, but media members can do this because my brain's too taxed. But we were talking about <laughs> Will Anderson and Bryce Young uh, as the best offensive and defensive players that are coming up for the 2022 season. Have, do you remember a team that had this high? I mean, they're one-two draft picks, Tim. Do you ever remember uh, a pair like that on the same team? Yeah. Well, if 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 they uh, we if really need true, beers, we really need beers with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. I, they probably exist, Matt, but they would uh, they would also be Alabama players more than likely. Uh, the thing that's really impressive about uh, Anderson is is the way he handles the media. Uh, beyond his years, you can tell he's been well tutored. Uh, he doesn't necessarily just regurgitate what uh, Sabanisms he's taught, uh, which I think has been something through the years we've we've noticed that that most of the guys that played for Nick, regardless of where they were, whether it was at LSU or Alabama, even Michigan State, when you when you were talking to those guys, you you felt like you were talking to robots that had been given the memos and and had uh, memorized. Uh, exactly what Saban told him to, to, to say, and you knew there was a lot they didn't say. 
that's not the question at all with, with these guys. And um, uh, both are polished on and off the field. And, yeah, they, they probably are the two top players uh, in the country. And, and, and you know, barring, uh, you know, an injury of, of any kind, I think would, would likely be in that one and two hole. That's a great point. Tim, right now, uh, I know you released your own top ten, but uh, is it Alabama, coming, and Ohio State? <laughs> is it Alabama, Ohio State, and then kind of everybody else in your mind? Uh, I don't know that the 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 um, uh, I don't know that the the drop is as significant uh, with Ohio State and Bama as maybe in past years. But I think that they've got to be one, two, in, in, and I'm not sure the order, but they've got to be one, two. And, and certainly, uh, Georgia, I think, is being overlooked big time. Uh, that, you know, that, that suddenly they, they just lost too much of that defense, therefore can't be, uh, as good. You know, those guys that were backups, uh, you know, knew a little something about the game, too. Uh, Kirby has a wealth of, uh, Great talent that he's been that he's recruited that is waiting to just step right in and, and make a name for themselves too, uh, and I think that the middle of the league is the most compelling part of the SEC. Honestly, fellas, trying to figure out you know who the you know people are even saying that Georgia might not be the third best team; it could be somebody else, uh, and maybe that's true. Uh, but if it's not, then I'm going to say. Four, five, and six of the SEC are going to be really, really good. Uh, South Carolina has the most celebrated transfer quarterback uh, this side of Caleb uh, at, at USC and, and Spencer Rattler. And I think that the vibe is really good uh, for the young coach. And, uh, you know, who's, you know, Beamer has been really well suited for that position. And they're playing in a league on the side of the league with Kentucky and Tennessee. Who's getting a lot more love in the off season than than maybe they they deserve? I, I think you know the, the state Tennessee is going to win ten games might be a little much, but I think those are the expectations now uh, coming off the first year hypo head around the country. The teams that are vying for three through uh, number three through number ten and maybe even through number fifteen, Lars, are really good. You know we forget this because we're so caught up in the top four teams that go to the playoffs. It seems like that's really all that resonates. But last year, we saw more upset of top-tier teams in the regular season than ever, which proves that college football does have parity. The problem with the parity that the, the sport has is that in the end, it doesn't matter that we have parity because we only see the top four. We're not seeing 12 teams, you know, by for a chance to play for the national championship. You know, in a few years, I think we will. But I think the potential for a lot of movement and teams between, say, the number three team in the country and the number eight or nine team in, in the country might not be, the gap may not be as wide as uh, we've, we've felt in, in recent years. And, um, and again, I go back to look at the regular season, throw the postseason out of your mind for just a second, and go back and remember how many incredible upsets we had from week to week in college football a season ago. I think we'll see more of that this year. Tim, as we roll to break, 
What do your grandchildren call you? I am Big Daddy D. Okay. Not Grandpa. Not <laughs> Grant. I am Big Daddy D. And my little son, my, my grandson calls me Dig with a D. Dig Daddy D. Which I, which I also kind of do. That is awesome. Uh, you forever will be known as Big Daddy B. With E-L-O. Uh, thank you, Tim. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Tim. Okay, fellas. All the best. See you. What a, what a good guy. All right, I came up with one that might barely fit if we force it on the offense defense. I'll share it on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Thank you, Joe Gaither. We appreciate your efforts back at Tide 100.9 and also Josh Smith as always at our other Flash flagship our studio here in Birmingham, Homewood, actually, at Crawford Broadcasting. Thanks to you both for the effort to put into the show every day. Uh, tough news for Auburn fans, and really not just Auburn fans. Uh, this guy was beloved across the state and nation. Yeah, Buddy Davidson passed away this morning, and um, he attended 700 consecutive Auburn football games. Uh, former, <clears throat> excuse me, SID uh, sports information director at Auburn, and I did a uh, a story on Buddy back in 2014, and uh, you know I I wrote about how the streak had gone on for seven decades. It spanned 12 presidential administrations, uh, eight head coaches, six wars. Um, and, uh, you know, that buddy had shaken the hands during the streak of five presidents. So he rubbed shoulders with the likes of, uh, Muhammad Ali, Burt Reynolds, Howard Cosell, Hank Aaron, Glenn Campbell, Conway Twitty, Chris Christopherson. Uh, but he traveled over 2 million miles, 2 million miles. And I called him college football's Iron Man. Uh, two million miles by plane, train, 18-wheeler, van, sedan, and even by boat to see about 60% of all the games that Auburn ever played. Wow. As in since now, the Tiger. The that, tiger they've been playing football since 1892. And he's seen 60% About About 60%. Wow. Uh, it's believed that the record for most consecutive games attended is held by a gentleman named uh, Giles uh, Pellerin. Uh, he was a USC fan who went to 797 straight Trojan games between 1925 until he died in the parking lot of the Rose Bowl of cardiac arrest in 1991. And uh, Alabama fan Dick Coffey made it to 781 straight Alabama kickoffs between 1946 and his passing uh, in 2013. And, uh, I mean, Buddy, just he shared so many great stories with me, and we don't have time to get into all of them, but 
just a wonderful man and uh, the the biggest Auburn supporter I've ever met. And I think he really is sort of the 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 definition, the definition of an Auburn man. It's a uh, it's a sad day for Auburn uh, and a lot of college football. To be very very honest with you, but it's got, I can remember talking yeah. to a lot of. I mean, he started with Suge. Um, he was a, like an, an assistant to the assistant to the assistant team manager, like on November second, nineteen fifty-seven, and that started the streak. So, uh, to the Auburn family, to his family, our prayers go out uh, from the show. Uh, that's a tough deal. Uh, there'll be uh, a lot of uh, coffees and water uh, stories, you know. Yeah, and uh, told about. So, yeah, the streak began November 2nd, 1957, at, um, it was Buddy's 18th birthday, and he uh, joined the biggest crowd in school history up to that point, about 38,000, to see Auburn beat uh, Florida. And after the game, Buddy, he hustled to the players' dining hall, and he did everything from serving food to washing dishes. Uh, when he was done there, he walked through the night uh, to the wood cabin that doubled as his dormitory. And uh, a second-year assistant coach uh, named Vince Dooley lived with him in that cabin. Um, and, uh, yeah. I'm I mean, sure that cabin still exists with one of those signs out in front of it right near campus. Pretty, I may have driven by it last time I but I, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. I think I wrote about a four or five thousand word story on Buddy, just because his his the anecdotes that he shared were just so amazing. Of uh, you know different times when he almost missed a kickoff, and uh, you know his, just his favorite memories, and and I, I remember just absolutely being uh, uh, spellbound by his stories. As I, I think we had. Uh, we had lunch, or I think we had lunch down in Auburn, and we talked for about five hours. I think we we were scheduled to meet for maybe an hour, and I, I thought it was just going to be you know a quick six seven hundred word piece, and you know I, I was able to get something much longer because he was just so remarkable. So a, a sad day for uh, as you put it very well, Matt. Sad day not just for Auburn fans, but for all college football fans because guys like Buddy Davidson are what college football all about. Love to know what he thinks, what he thought about NIL. <laughs> uh, especially the way they lived back in the late 50s, 60s, as far as student athletes are concerned. All right, I, I have one, and I don't know if it's close, but um, they did play on the same team at one time. And um, Tim Brando's right, it would have been Alabama. But Joe Namath and Leroy Jordan played on the same team. What about Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush? I know that's not offensive. Oh, that's now offensive far, side of the yeah, ball. They, they, finished, they finished from 1-3 in the Tiesman Trophy. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. So, so offense to defense. No, but that's good, too. Johnny Rogers, Rich Glover. God, Glover was a beast. 79? Uh, 71. 71. The year of my birth. It bothers you. <laughs> I'm what? not going to ask you. What? What? The, the absolute foundation of Nebraska has been O and D line. And now they're horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't need to bring that. That's why. I, that's why I hesitated, Lars. Because I love you. We'll it's, it's it's tough.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon will maintain the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 73. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Scattered thunderstorms developing by afternoon. The high, 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on the Jay Barker Show, Lars, Matt, with you. We uh, kind of packed things up when we got Timmy on, but that's worth it. Um, you got to take a final takeaway from the Alabama version, the Nick Saban version of SEC Media Day. Yeah, Nick Saban has always said, uh, never waste a loss. And it's clear to me that this Alabama team has an edge to it, and uh, usually that portends good things for the Crimson Tide. What did you say? His furnace is lit. <laughs> His internal furnace is at full blast. Yes, it is. I think that. And also, you expect this, but Jordan Battle, uh, Bryce Young, and Will Anderson all handled themselves so well in front of the cameras, the microphones, and the pins. And um, that's just, I maintain this, and I know it's cliche, but most every football team I've ever seen is a reflection of their head coach. Uh, and that's usually a good thing, but I've seen reflections of coaches where it was really, really bad, uh, where teams just didn't play with a lot of respect or sportsmanship. Character uh, character counts to Nick Saban. And uh, he's gotten so good at recruiting, he can just sort of handpick the guys yeah. that he wants, and he only wants High high character players. If he's got an outstanding five star, that's a little questionable, you know. Uh, not he doesn't have to take. Not, get, not getting an offer. And I think that uh, but, is the uh, but, most enviable position of any football coach, any coach. These three young men, yeah, they're very classy, uh, well spoken, um, measured. And, um, you know, I, I've said this so many times, but the, I, I've had several Alabama football players in my uh, classrooms at uh, <laughs> Reese Pfeiffer, and they all are they're classroom leaders. You know, I, I've never had a, a bad experience with an Alabama football player. It still does amaze me, even though fan attendance is not really a, encouraged at these events. They do show up. I'm and sure. they wear some of the craziest stuff. It's the Bama fans. And uh, the guy signing, Kiffin signing a mustard bottle. <laughs> that was. Oh, there's, yeah, the guy with the ring, the ring yeah. hat. Yeah. He's always there. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Joe. Thank See you, tomorrow, Josh. Everybody. We'll do it tomorrow at noon. Hi, this is Wes McClure.